Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me in one of my transformational programs, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode is all about holding space. How can we create spaces in which others feel comfortable, open, safe enough to share with us? Now, during this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about coaching and the wholehearted life coaching certification. However, this episode isn't just for coaches, because what I know to be true about this community, the wholehearted community, is that we are all natural space holders whether we like it or not. We are the folks that others come to when they are struggling, whether it's our family, our friends, or just random strangers on the street who volunteer very personal information to us. We are those people that others come to when they are struggling. So this episode is about how can we hold space so that others feel safe, but also how do we hold space so that we also take care of ourselves. Because this is what I also know to be true about this community. Our deep want and desire and need to be of service to others, to hold space for others, can often come at a cost. And that cost is usually our own well-being. So today's episode is about really holding space in a way in which you thrive, and that also allows you to do the things that you want to do. Again, whether you want to hold space professionally or not, this is an episode for all of us. We're going to explore the idea of powerful presence. How can we be present in a way that allows others to open up, but also, again, takes care of ourselves? So we'll look at different ideas of tending and taking care of ourselves so we can hold space. We'll also look at how we can wholeheartedly listen and what that actually means. And also, as you know, applications are now open for the January and September 2024 cohorts. 
of the Wholehearted Coaching Certification. If you want to become a coach or have ever thought of becoming a coach who creates a real impact in the world within your communities, a coach who practices from a heart-centered, decolonized perspective, then I really hope you will apply. We only have a few spots left for January, so if you are interested, head to wholeheartedcertification.com slash programs. All right, let's get into this week's Mindset Monday. It reads, To hold space for others, we must first understand how to hold space for ourselves. So when I began coaching, especially in my certification, and I would even say in the first few years of my practice, my focus was all about my clients, the people I was serving. And when I would think of the idea of holding space, of being of service, of facilitating transformation, it was all about what can I do for them? What new certification can I get? What new modality can I learn? What kind of books should I be reading? It was all about really healing the client. And as I have done this work, I have come to realize that the work of holding space, the work of facilitating any transformation, the work of being in community with others starts with yourself. It starts with your own healing. It starts with you taking care of yourself. I realized that if I wasn't taking care of and tending to myself, then I could not be of service in the ways that I wanted to. I could not be of service to the communities that I wanted to. I could not facilitate transformation in the way that I truly wanted to. And it was kind of a difficult thing to grapple with because it sounded so selfish. It sounded so wrong, right? In order to be in service of others, I had to first be in service of myself. But one of the very pivotal moments in this realization was when I was reading Resma Manikem's My Grandmother's Hands. For those who don't know Resma Manikem, he is a highly respected, renowned therapist and researcher and writer. He has appeared on TV shows. He has published books. He has served on all of these important councils and has been the director of this and that. So I say all of this to say that this person is a very accomplished person. And he has worked with tens of thousands of people. And in his book, he writes that people do not work with him because of his accolades and accomplishments. They work with him. They want to work with him because he is so self-regulated. That people want to be in his presence, that people want to be in the spaces that he creates because he is so grounded and present. That really got me thinking. What is most important in holding space, in creating spaces that feel open and safe? And what it comes down to is our presence, our presence as the space holder. It doesn't matter how many certifications I have. It doesn't matter how many modalities I know or who I have worked with, how many books I've written. If when you are in my space, the space that I am creating, I am not grounded and present 
then that space does not feel open, does not feel safe, does not feel comfortable for you. And I really want you to think of this, right? Because we have all been in a space with someone who seemingly should be a great space holder, right? Whether it is a counselor or therapist or coach or friend or family member, whatever it is, right? We have been in a space with them where we had the opportunity to share something with them, share maybe something vulnerable with them, and it just didn't feel right. I want you to think of a circumstance, right, where someone is holding space for you and you were like, wait a second, even though you have these titles after your name, or even though we've known each other for 10 plus years, I don't feel comfortable opening myself to you. And perhaps they are saying all the right things. They're doing all the right things, right? They're offering eye contact. They're being silent. Their body language maybe seems open, but there's just something about that space that doesn't feel right to you. It doesn't feel right for you to share what is on your heart, what is on your mind. And a lot of the times, right, we don't even know why. We can't pinpoint the thing exactly that was not comfortable or right in that situation. We can't say exactly what it was, but just something was telling us this isn't the space for us to share. And when it comes down to it, this is what I truly believe. It is about the presence of the space holder. Are they really and truly grounded? Are they really and truly present? And now, conversely, I want you to think of that person who does create that space in which you feel comfortable to open up. Whether that is a professional, a therapist, a coach, a counselor, or whether it is a friend or family member or colleague. Can you name what it is about them that allows you to feel so open, so comfortable, so safe? What are they doing or not doing that makes you feel that you can trust them, that you can trust this space? And when it comes down to it, it's really all about their presence. It is the energy that they embody physically, emotionally, spiritually. It is the way in which they listen. It is the way in which they look at you. It is the way in which their body responds or doesn't respond. We know when we are in the presence of powerful presence, right? But sometimes it can be hard to name what is actually present. What is actually creating this sense of, I can trust this space and I can trust this person. So this is what we're going to explore today. What are some of the things that we can do as space holders to create really authentic, genuine presence, which allows for our spaces to feel more safe, to feel more open, to feel as if someone can actually trust us. The practice of coaching, and I'm going to say coaching now, but again, you can put the word space holding whenever I say coaching, right? This isn't a podcast episode just for coaches or those who are interested in becoming a coach. This is an episode for this community. But the practice of coaching, really powerful 
transformational coaching is actually really simple. It has nothing to do with the questions we ask, the fancy tools we use, the hacks that we offer, the goals that we set. The most powerful tool a coach has, a space holder has, is their presence. Transformation really begins with the space, the container we create for our client. And that container isn't created by our accolades and achievements. Okay, it isn't created by our resume or whichever new modality or tool we learned. That space is created by our presence, our presence in each and every session. Now, those achievements or modalities or tools that we are learning, that we are investing our time in, can help us really work on our presence, cultivate and create our presence. But I think sometimes we get distracted and think, oh, okay, well, I just got this new certification. I just learned this new modality. I'm good. (laughs) But it's really about applying it, embodying it. How we show up energetically, emotionally, physically, that is the most important factor that helps facilitate transformation. When it really comes down to it, coaching is about our presence. It seems really simple, but so much healing is done when we feel truly seen, understood, and heard. I I want you to think of that, right? Like when you're talking to a friend, that friend who really just listens and sees you and understands you and acknowledges what is going on in your life, right? The friend who doesn't even offer a solution or an answer. Sometimes that is the most healing space. Without presence, transformation isn't possible. I I, I think it's just not possible. Our presence, how we show up to each session, to the space, is what allows for transformation to occur. And I have witnessed this time and again, both as a coach myself and now as someone who helps other coaches coach, right, within the certification. Some of the most powerful coaching sessions will involve the most minimal amount of interference from the coach, minimal questions, almost no quote-unquote tools per se, but simply their open presence. So how do we create powerful presence? How do we create an authentic presence? In the wholehearted coaching certification, we look at the idea of the prism of presence, seven different aspects that allow us to truly be present. But for today's podcast, we're going to look at three of those aspects. We're going to look at the idea of mindful awareness, wholehearted listening, and silence. So let's first look at mindful awareness. And when we're looking at this idea of mindfulness, again, it is first and foremost for ourselves. Mindful awareness is one of the greatest tools we can have as a coach, as a space holder, for both ourselves and our clients. But mindful awareness, becoming aware, allows us to really tap into what we are feeling, thinking, and experiencing as we hold space. I would love to say that as a coach, every day that I have a client session is the easiest day of my life right? That before going into that client session, 
I didn't maybe have an argument with, you know, a family member or I woke up that morning and I didn't have a crappy night's sleep. That is a lie. That is a lie, right? We as space holders are human. And we have to truly understand how we can be mindfully aware of what is going on within us as we are in a session, right? Sometimes your mind will go astray and you'll start thinking about dinner that evening. Sometimes, like I said, you're just having a crap day. And sometimes your client, the person you're holding space for, is going to bring something up that is a trigger for you, right? What they want to discuss, what they want to explore is something that is very challenging for you, maybe in the present moment or in the recent past. So having tools that really allow you to come back to the present, to maybe get out of your judgmental mind or to get out of your own thoughts is really so important. And in the certification, we look at three of the aspects of mindfulness. The first is our breath. Mindful breathing is a really powerful way to bring us back to the present. So let's try this together. As you're listening to the podcast, just become aware of your breath. Become aware of what parts of your body naturally move when you breathe. What effect does this awareness have on you? Just simply taking a moment to connect to how your body is naturally breathing. The second aspect is somatic awareness. So your body, becoming aware of how your body feels and using your body as a grounding tool. So as you're listening, just become aware of your feet or your hands. Become aware of the space that they take up. Maybe moving your fingers or your toes, expanding them, contracting them. And as you do this, what effect does this awareness have on you? And the third aspect is our own thoughts and emotions. Throughout a session as a coach or just as a friend who is holding space for others, a range of thoughts and emotions will arise, right? Some will be in response to our client's experience, to our friends or family members' experience. Others are going to be internally motivated. What mindful awareness allows us to do is to be present with whatever thoughts or emotions we're having, but in a non-judgmental way, right? So that we're not falling into some sort of spiral, thought spiral motivated by whatever is coming up for us. So as you are listening, become aware of maybe a thought or an emotion that's coming up for you. Just see where they live in your body, what they may be. And can you just acknowledge them, allow them to be present, and maybe even allow them to pass? And what effect does this awareness have on you? Mindful awareness is so powerful because it can take us out of being reactionary, of reacting, right? And reacting is unconscious. It isn't us being grounded and present. It's us reacting 
from our own triggers, from our own wounds, from whatever we are bringing into the experience. But when we can allow ourselves to use mindful awareness, it's like an anchor. It allows us to respond. And responding is conscious and intentional. And what I have found, and this is something that we ask each and every coach in the certification to have, is creating some sort of pre-coaching, pre-space holding ritual or practice is incredibly important. Now listen, this is important for all of us, again, whether we are coaches or not. The holiday season is upon us, and many of us are going to be holding space in circumstances in which we don't want to be perhaps holding space, okay? (laughs) So this pre-coaching ritual or practice is really about creating some sort of ritual for yourself that allows you to be grounded and present, right? Having ways to really self-soothe yourself before you go into a circumstance in which you know you will be holding space in some capacity. So your ritual or practice may include some sort of morning routine where you can meditate, move your body, journal, or read, right? It may mean working consistently with a coach, a therapist, an energy healer, a breathwork practitioner, right? Having tools that can really allow you to center and ground yourself, to be quote unquote in the moment. And if you are a coach, I really, really urge you to really think about this. Think about the practices that you want to be using daily to take care of your inner world. What I do every day is that I have a morning routine, right, that includes some sort of stretching, meditation, journaling, reading. Again, sometimes my routine is 20 minutes. Sometimes my routine is an hour and a half. It depends on the day. But that really allows me to center myself in the morning. And then before sessions, I do a breathing exercise. I do something that allows me to get present again. And after a session, I either will put on some music, shake it off, I'll journal, right? I will do things that really take care of my own inner world. And I've really come to find out that the facilitators and healers and coaches that have really been of service in my life, right? The ones that have really created huge transformations in my life are those that are truly committed to their own healing and growth journey. That they're not just focused on other people's healing and growth journeys, but also their own. So love, really tend to yourself. Take care of yourself if you want to be of service in a way that is transformational, that is powerful, that creates more healing rather than harm, you have to be taking care of yourself. Now let's move on to wholehearted listening. Listening is foundational as a coach. I think a lot of the times we think coaching is more about asking questions and doing and action, but really it's about listening to what is being said and what is not being said. So in the certification, there's three types of listening that we focus on. Self-focused, client-focused, and what we call wholehearted listening. 
Self-focused listening is connected to what we just talked about in mindful awareness. It's the ability to pay attention to what's going on inside you. What's coming up for you as you coach? What's coming up for you as you hold space, right? For example, your mind may wander. Maybe you become aware of some sort of intuitive insight, or maybe you become activated by something your client is sharing. Self-focused listening is really important because it allows us to tap into our different tools regarding the circumstance, right? So if I'm having an intuitive insight, I want to pick up on that. I want to use that. However, if my mind is wandering or if I'm triggered or activated, I want to be able to hone in on that, become aware of that, right, through self-focused listening and find the tool that will allow me to become present. Client-focused listening is exactly what it sounds like, right? We are focusing on the client, but we're not just focusing on what they're saying. We're focusing on what they're also not saying. What are the words they're choosing, the nuances, their volume, their pace, their mannerisms, their body language? So much of what we are communicating is in our bodies. It's not just in what we are verbally expressing. And client-focused listening is really about you becoming acutely aware of how your client is communicating. And now let's move on to wholehearted listening. This is when we are able to combine the two of self-focused and client. I like to think of wholehearted listening as this beautiful dance, right? Where you are able to listen within, listen externally, and you sense openings, changes in energy, new possibilities. When we are using wholehearted listening, we are paying attention to everything. And I really believe that wholehearted listening, this acute awareness of everything that is happening, is just not possible if we as coaches, as space holders, are not tending to and taking care of ourselves, right? If we are in our own worlds, if we are not grounded and present, we cannot listen in this sensitive and open way. Right? So this whole prism of presence is very interconnected. Taking care of ourselves allows us to be present, which then allows us to take care of our clients. So I want to talk about one of my favorite components of wholehearted listening. And this is called paralanguage or nonverbal language. Nonverbal language is listening to and becoming aware of what is not being said, but is part of what is being expressed. Nonverbal language is a really helpful clue to the subtext of what a client is trying to communicate. So examples of paralanguage include sighing or different vocalizations like mmm or ah, voice tone or volume changing, hand or head gestures, eye movement, posture changes, facial expressions, body positioning. So for example, you may have a client or someone that says, I'm really ready to do this. But as they say it, their body hunches in. Or they say, I'm really ready to do this. Their voice goes down at the end. Maybe they say, I'm really ready to do this. (sighs) A big sigh at the end. So they may be saying, I'm really ready to do this. But their body, their gestures, their tone is telling you something completely 
different. This week, I want you to become acutely aware of people's nonverbal language. I don't want you to coach them, okay? <laughs> Unless they're your client and they're asking to be coached. But nonverbal language to me is one of the most fascinating ways that we communicate. The things we actually don't say, but are saying very loudly. Become aware of how people's eyes move. Become aware of how their tone increases or decreases. Become aware of what their hands are doing as they express something. I'm telling you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So this week, wholehearted listen by listening for what is not being said. And now we are at our final aspect of our prism of presence, which is silence. I mean, this one's pretty self-explanatory, but it's so powerful. As a coach, as a space holder, it can be really easy to get excited during a session and not allow for space between reflections. Silence can be one of the most powerful tools in your coaching toolbox. It is one that I really struggle with, and my mentor coach is always reminding me, always reiterating the importance of silence, of leaving more space, more space than often feels comfortable when we are coaching, when we are holding space, allowing for moments of deep pause can allow your client to explore even further. Space allows for more reflection, for more discovery. Sometimes a client will finish a sentence and they'll just need a little bit more time to think about what they just said. You know, I'm always learning this lesson around silence. And, and every time the lesson is silence is so powerful because I'll think a client is done, right? Nothing in their body language implies they're going to keep talking. But because I know to create space, I'll wait. I'll wait for longer than feels comfortable. And then all of a sudden, the client will say the most profound thing ever. And it's always a reminder to me that, Sharin, if you had not held that space, created that space, that silence there, that aha, that insight would have never, ever happened. So this is my next assignment for you this week. The first is nonverbal language. The second is leave a lot of space for silence. When someone finishes talking and they're sharing something, be silent. See what happens. See what comes up. See what they say. I have a feeling that this aspect of silence is really going to resonate deeply with you. It's one of my favorite things to practice, to do. Also, not the one I instinctively turn to. I am the coach that gets super excited and wants to keep talking and wants to keep going. But I'm telling you, silence is so powerful. And the final disclaimer around creating silence, these spaces for silence, is that you as the space holder are really open to that silence, right? Because sometimes what happens is that we leave room for silence, but our body language implies that we want to say something. Our body language implies that we're waiting for the client to say something. Again, bringing in the mindful awareness, 
bringing in those ideas of taking care and tending to ourselves, allowing ourselves to be present in an open, non-judgmental way. That is how we tap into our powerful presence. That is how we create transformational spaces. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, love. If you are interested in joining the Wholehearted Coaching Certification, you can head to wholeheartedcertification.com slash programs. Applications are open for January and September 2024. And as we say goodbye, I want you to think of one thing that is resonating with you from today's episode. And taking a deep breath in, thinking of that one thing, and breathing out. Until next week, love, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.